Hey guys, uh, this week I'll be doing a top 10 moments of this season. It's been a really good season despite Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton dominating again. We've had a few magical moments like Sebastian Vettel finally winning a Grand Prix uh, after nearly a year in Singapore. We've had Valtteri Bottas returning to form with four victories. We've had Max Verstappen uh, bringing out the best of the Red Bull. And then we've also had a surprise package in Charles Leclerc, who was the number one Ferrari driver for the whole season. And he just demolished Sebastian Vettel in all terms of measurements in wins, qualifying, fastest laps and points. Charles had Vettel's number. Anyways, enough about that. Um, I will be counting the top 10 most memorable moments, but I will be counting from 10 to 1. So stay until the end to find out what I chose as my number one moment. All right, number 10, I've chosen Leclerc suffers engine issues in Bahrain. After gaining his first career pole position, Charles Leclerc looked good to add his first Grand Prix win to his resume the following day at the Bahrain International Circuit in Sakhir. Despite having a horrendous first lap where he dropped to first, I mean, from first to third, to both Vettel and Bottas, Charles, he, well, he did manage to claw back the lead on two separate occasions and everything seemed to be going his way until that unfortunate lap 46 where he began to lose speed and slowly panic as his engine cylinders slowly stopped working and, doing, and in doing so, he just became a sitting duck for the chasing Mercedes drivers. In just in a matter of few laps, his once dominant lead was just wiped out as he found himself just fighting to stay on the podium. But lucky for him, uh, the safety car came out as as both Renaults of Daniel Ricciardo and Nico Rosberg suffered, well, engine problems, and Charles was saved as the safety car brought the cars home and he was able to gain his first podium. It's, it's one of those moments in the season where you wonder what if, what if that engine didn't cease to work? What if Charles Leclerc crossed the line in first? Would we have a closer world championship than he was? It's tough to say. I mean... Start start of the season, Lewis did have a crap start to the season, but then he did pick up his form near the European break, and then he just seemed untouchable. But I would say Charles would be in the top three right now if that engine didn't break. All right, number nine is to whom it concerns. Well, we all know what happened to Valtteri Bottas last season. He did have an unfortunate season. There were many factors that came into that. Uh, one of them was, well, Lewis was just a better driver than he was. And then team orders. There were many occasions. The, f- the top one was the Russian Grand Prix where he just had to give way to Lewis who was just out of out of this world with his driving way. He had no choice in the matter. And then you look at Azerbaijan where he looked very certain to win at least that Grand Prix. But then, of course, the ties blew out and he had to look on as his teammate picked up the victory. But 
come this year, Valtteri Bottas had a better preseason. He looked more determined. He looked more hungry to take out the win. And compared to his teammate, he did drive a better Grand Prix and he earned that Grand Prix win as well. And that radio message at the end, I think it was more of a relief for Valtteri and his crew than anything after the horrible year he's had to deal with on track and off track as there were, he had many doubters who said he should not have had the 2019 Mercedes drive but for him to start off with a win in 2019 was a good like uh, middle finger to all of those who doubted him all right number eight I've got uh, Max Verstappen um, uh, elbow uh, getting the elbows out against Leclerc at Austria I mean, this was a really good uh, early indicator of what's to come in the next future years. You have uh, Max Verstappen against Charles Leclerc at the Red Bull ring in one of the most memorable moments of the season. Um, Charles Leclerc looked uh, looked like he was going to pick up his first ever Grand Prix victory and that was until three laps from the end when Max Verstappen, who had a awesome drive to get to the point and and as he got to Charlotte Clay he just looked like he was just he was just not gonna take any bullshit from Charlotte Clay. He out well some people would say it wasn't very fair the the way he overtook Charlotte Clay but the thing is Max Verstappen is one of those drivers he way he won't just sit back and and wait for a perfect opportunity. He'll take anything that he, uh, anything that he can get, and that's why we saw, you know, uh, coming into the second corner, Charles Leclerc kind of opened himself up, and Max Verstappen, given the momentum he had, he just went for it. And, and being a driver in the highly competitive world in Formula One, like uh, Artin Senna said, you got to look for that corner. You know, you got to look for that little inch. It's all it takes. You know, if you're not looking for that, then you're in the wrong sport. And on this occasion, Max Verstappen, he took the opportunity and he got the win. Hopefully, in the future, Charles Leclerc can learn from this. And when we have another Max Verstappen-Charles Leclerc uh, battle on our hands, I hope Charles Leclerc can look back at this moment and he can tell himself uh, not to be an easy target for Max as Max will go for it. All right, number seven, I've got, uh, of course, this was a really good one. Lewis Hamilton and uh, Sebastian Vettel's Montreal debacle. Well, it was a uh, somewhat controversial move in in hindsight, but you got to look at, look at it from Sebastian Vettel's point of view. He went from being the... Being the the race leader and then being pushed off the racetrack by Lewis Hamilton. And when you look at the replay, he it is very clear that he had no room to move. So he had to go onto the grass. And as he saw Lewis Hamilton, there was no way that he could go. The only way that he could come back onto the track was to kind of push Lewis Hamilton, Hamilton to the uh, wall. But... I understand where the stewards are coming from. 
it was pretty dangerous as Lewis Hamilton had the race line and um, Vettel was a bit too eager. But it's a it's a fifty fifty call, you know. Some some stewards would say, you know, it was Hamilton's fault. He should not have pushed Vettel off, or some would say that it was Vettel's fault for being too aggressive in his return to the track. But I can understand the Vettel's. Uh, Park for me actions as well as he switched the number one of Lewis Hamilton with his number two as he did feel like he had the race victory um, stolen from him but I'll let you guys decide I'm I'm actually 50-50 on this one from a racing point of view I saw it as a uh, just a racing incident you know it's one of those things that happens during a Grand Prix weekend sometimes you have these sorts of moments where Drivers get a bit too heated, and one of them uh, goes uh, goes out of line and does something. But in the spirit of the sport, it, it just has to be seen as a racing incident. Sebastian Vell had nowhere to go, and Lewis Hamilton was well. It's a they're both world champions, so they know how it is. You know. Anyway, do I think Lewis would deserve the win? I would say yes, but. I think um, given the penalty, I think it was a bit too harsh because it should have just been a racing incident. All right, number six is uh, Lewis Hamilton makes it six at Mexico. Uh, one week after he assisted Mercedes to their sixth consecutive Constructors' Championship, Lewis got to enjoy his personal sixth World Championship after he clinched the title for the second consecutive year at the Mexican Grand Prix. Well, he started off in fourth position and the whole weekend, all you could think about was clinching his own world championship. And that's what he did. He just had a really good race and at the same time, his team just put a perfect race strategy for him. You know, on lap 44, he came in, he bided his time, he took the lead from Charles Leclerc after a brilliant pit stop strategy. And then he just flew home to win the Mexican Grand Prix and his 10th Grand Prix of the season. And you can't argue about this season for Lewis Hamilton. He's just been on a different level compared to everyone else. You know, he might have started off not as good as Valtteri Bottas or Charles Leclerc, but he just picked up that momentum and the last half of the season, no one has been able to touch him. He has been... You know, on a different level. And now he sits just one world championship behind uh, Michael Schumacher. With the new regulations coming in 2021, I think there is a high possibility that he will equal Michael next season. As Mercedes just seemed untouchable. Even though Ferrari have been better this season than compared to 2017, I think Mercedes will cap off 2020 for seventh consecutive championship and Lewis will uh, equal Michael Schumacher in the Drivers' World Championship total. Will Mercedes win in 2021? That depends where Lewis goes. Um, There are rumors that he's highly likely to go to Ferrari now. They're saying that he'll take Toto Wolff there as well. So we'll have to see. But I think Lewis should enjoy the moment while he can. Same as Sebastian Vettel when he had his golden run from 2010 to 2013. 
All right, number five is the German Grand Prix. Overall, it was the Grand Prix of the year. At first, you had the even the start of the Grand Prix. You know, you had I think it was three or four safety car uh, formation laps, and then at the start you had so many um, incidents as well. Look at Lewis Hamilton; he lost his um, lead. <laughs> Funny enough, behind the safety car and he had to pit to um, replace his front wing and that cost him his chance at a victory. And you'd you'd think um, having won over 80 Grand Prix that he would be comfortable driving in the way, but on this occasion he wasn't able to. And with so many other cars, you know, dropping like flies, you got Valtteri Bottas, he lost it as well. And then you had Nico Rosberg, which was the most tragic one because he looked like he was going to pick up a podium, but he went into the kiddo litter as well. And then um, all of a sudden, near the end of the Grand Prix, you've had you've got so many of these mid midfield drivers, you know, uh, sneaking a peek at the podium, and like guys like you know Daniel Kvyat for Toro Rosso, and you got. Um, Lance Stroll for Racing Point. You know, both guys decided, you know, when the safety car was out, they decided to stay on dry tyres and everyone else was on the mediums or the wets. And it worked out for them, you know. As uh, Daniel Kvyat came in third, which was an amazing achievement for Toro Rosso, giving them their first podium since uh, uh, 2008 Italian Grand Prix. And then you you got um, Stroll coming in fourth, but it was, uh, but they say overall about the Grand Prix. I think it was just, it was just entertaining from lap one to to the final lap. The weather, the drivers, and it it just summed up the Grand Prix in one word. It was just unbelievable. It's probably my favorite Grand Prix of the year, and to see um, Daniel Kvyat come third and pick up that memorable podium was just the cherry on top. Uh, number four, the fourth most memorable moment of the season. It was seeing Toro Rosso and McLaren both pick up a podium in the Brazilian Grand Prix. It was a very eventful Grand Prix, to say the least. Um, the two most memorable moments I can think of are of course, number one is the Ferraris colliding. So you had uh, Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc battling for position. And then once Charles Leclerc passed Sebastian Vettel into the first turn, into the famous S's, uh, Vettel wasn't going to take that lying down. So being a four-time world champion, he has so much experience in these situations. But at this uh, point in the Grand Prix and... It just uh, it didn't seem to work out for him. It, what he ended up, what ended up happening, happening was him losing his wing, and then uh, Charles Leclerc ending up with a punctured wheel. Or was it the other way around? One of those, anyway. I think it was a sad ending for Ferrari, who looked both on par to win, well, not win, to score a podium. And then the second one was I thought this was a bit stupid. Was um. Uh, the world champion, you know, if, you, if you're a six-time world champion and the reigning world champion, you'd think a simple overtake 
would be the easiest thing you can do, but not not for Lewis Hamilton, as he kind of fucked up passing the Red Bull of Alexander Albon, which I thought was a bit stupid, you know. Even though he clinched his sixth world championship uh, the race before, he seemed like he was back in 2007 as a rookie with that move, and it, it fucked him up. Even though he finished third, it did come back to bite him in the ass as the time penalty put um, Carlos Sainz on the podium, which was the first for McLaren in things since 2014. So it did cost him a few points. It wasn't a big of a deal, but in the main picture of the whole season, that was the worst mistake he's ever done. I think uh, as a world champion, it was not a good move. And then um, I think the funniest moment for him was just losing the drag uh, the drag race to, I think it was Toro Rosso's um, Pierre Gasly for second place, which was pretty funny given, you know, the track record for Mercedes for having a really good engine down the straights and uh, especially in Interlagos, which is pretty funny. And uh, congrats to Max Verstappen for winning the Grand Prix as well. All right. The second most memorable moment for me was Vettel finally ending his winless um, streak. You know, coming into Singapore, I think a lot of people were doubting Sebastian Vettel if he can still perform at the level that we've gotten used to him performing at, especially with Charles Leclerc coming on with like a, like a house on fire with so many podiums, so many poor positions and just scratching to win his first Grand Prix. I think there were many doubters who thought maybe Vettel should retire, you know, hang up his gloves at the end of the season. But what I saw personally when I was at Singapore was um, the old Sebastian Vettel of old, well, the old Sebastian Vettel, the Sebastian Vettel that won four world championships. I think it was brilliant um, by his team to undercut his own teammate when it came to the pit stops because Charles, if he didn't get undercut, I think Charles would have just gone with, he would have just probably won by five plus seconds. He just had the pace going. He was in the groove. So that pit stop strategy worked well for Sebastian Vettel. And once he was in the lead, there was no way he was going to let Charles Leclerc ruin his night. And it was good for him to pick up the win. It was his only win of the season, but it was good to see him at least win something, you know, at least uh, prove the doubters wrong for at least a couple more months before we roll into the 2020 season come Australia. Um, but I do think Sebastian has to pick up his game. Like he's losing to a uh, second season driver in Charles Leclerc. We all know Charles Leclerc is a great driver. He's won championships everywhere he's competed in, but you know, if, if you're a four-time world champion and you're driving for a constructor like Ferrari, I think um, there will be questions being asked, especially from the management. If Charles Leclerc manages to outperform Sebastian Vettel, I think Vettel will have to be looking for another drive. And with Lewis Hamilton knocking on the Ferrari door, I think we, we might actually see a blockbuster trade. We might see 
Lewis Hamilton moving to Ferrari and Ferrari gaining a German four-time world champion in Sebastian Vettel. I think that would be a perfect move for each man because when you look at, when you look at the facts, you know both men don't need to win world championships anymore. They're both legends of the sport, and the only thing they need are just well one for Lewis Hamilton. The only thing that's missing from his resume is a Ferrari drive. And for Sebastian Vettel, he's coming to the twilight of his career. I think he, he only has at best two or three good seasons left. So for him to move to um, Mercedes will be a good move, or even Red Bull. I think if he moved back to Red Bull, especially with Red Bull's um, current situation, he would be a good um, backup driver to Max Verstappen, if that's if Max Verstappen goes to Mercedes. Um, theoretically, if Max Verstappen would to go to Mercedes, I think he'll be a good uh, mentor to guys like Albon or Gasly or Kvyat, whoever takes the second seat in 2021. And it'll be good to see him go back to the team that made him a four-time world champion. All right, and the first and the most memorable moment for me for the whole season was Charles Leclerc winning in a Ferrari in front of the Tifosi at the Italian Grand Prix. I mean, this is just unbelievable. Like, 12 months ago, if he said that Charles Leclerc was going to go to Ferrari and he was going to pick up the win at Monza in front of the Tifosi, I think many people would have laughed, especially given um, Sebastian Vettel, you know, as his teammate. Many people kind of considering, yeah, maybe he is a... He is a great driver, but he wouldn't be um, up there with Sebastian Vettel in his first season. But to come to the Italian Grand Prix, uh, you know, set set the pole position as well, and then go on to win, I think it's an unbelievable um, feat that he's done. Like there's there's been other drivers who've won for Ferrari at Monza. You got you know uh, Fernando Alonso, he's one of them. I think Felipe Massa did it as well, but the most um, the the one drive that everyone's now comparing him to is, uh, of course, Michael Schumacher, who's won at the Italian Grand Prix on many occasions. But given that win at um, the Italian Grand Prix, which was his second win in seven days, I think that was just a breakthrough for him. I think after that, everyone was put on notice. You know what kind of pace he can have especially given that Monza, which is, I think, like 70% or something full throttle, um, to, keep the f- uh, to keep the Mercedes back as well, especially Lewis Hamilton, who was pushing all the way until he um, kind of stuffed up uh, the overtake in the first um, corner in, I think it was lap 42. He, it's just unbelievable, you know. Um, I think... Charles Leclerc is the real deal now. Sebastian Vettel is not the number one anymore. I think Charles Leclerc is the definite number one now. I think Sebastian Vettel will be playing more of a Kimi Raikkonen role in 2020 unless he can pick his game up. That's it. Like I think um, given the momentum he's got, I think Vettel has until the European break next season to prove that he can, one, you know, he can deal with the Mercedes and two, he can stay on par or even do slightly better than Charles. But 
you know, when you see the sea of red at Monza and the shouting for Charles Leclerc, it's a, uh, it's unbelievable because twelve months ago I would not have thought he would have won at Monza and to be demolishing a four-time world champion like Sebastian Vettel is just it's it's just uh, words can't say how much you know how how much of an unbelievable thing it is. Anyways, there's my top ten for this season. Um, I'll be back next Tuesday and I will do another podcast. I don't know what it is at the moment, but we'll see when the time comes. All right. Bye.